If you can go back to your why, you can actually see the discouragement and you'll actually either navigate around it instead of carrying it, or you'll actually be able to see like, are you even discouraged about the right thing? Like what you're discouraged about, does it have anything to do with your purpose on this planet, with why you do what you do? Or is it just a fixation on something you can control or you thought you could and now you can't. And so you're like, I'm discouraged. Welcome to the Be It Till You See It podcast, where we talk about taking messy action, knowing that perfect is boring. I'm Leslie Logan, Pilates instructor and fitness business coach. I've trained thousands of people around the world, and the number one thing I see stopping people from achieving anything is self-doubt. My friends, action brings clarity, and it's the antidote to fear. Each week, my guests will bring bold, executable, intrinsic, and targeted steps that you can use to put yourself first and be it till you see it. It's a practice, not a perfect. Let's get started. Welcome back to the Be It Till You See It interview recap where my co-host in life, Brad and I are going to dig into the beautiful combo. Beautiful. I had with Brie Gordon our last episode. It was really pretty. She's amazing. If you haven't yet listened to that interview, feel free to pause this now, go back and listen to that one, and then come back and join us. Do it. All right. I'm so grateful for like random connections. Brie is someone I, we're in a group together and I don't participate in the group very much. Um, and that's not because the group isn't amazing. It's just, there's only so much time in the day and I give myself full permission to not engage. Um, and, but I did reach out and said, Hey, I would love to share my podcast. And she's like, Oh, I have a podcast and I never would have met her. And she is just kicking butt just being herself, being it till she sees it. And she had like a pandemic baby and all these things. Anyways, yeah. I'm like, what well, the reason I'm sharing this is y'all, you never know who you're going to meet when you just say, hi, raise your hand. Hi, I could use some help here. And she and I had the most amazing conversation, probably one of the best conversations I've ever had on a podcast ever on her podcast. Her my, pod. Sure. Yeah. The mindful mentor, yeah. please listen to it. It is not, you don't have to listen to mine. I mean, it's amazing, but you can listen to other people's. Um, but, uh, I'm just so grateful that I get to know this person and, and who she is. So uh, I can't well, wait to dig, it, dig I, in. I was, I was, uh, I was shocked when she said she was in her early thirties because the amount of, uh, well, like wisdom that she was speaking didn't, I felt like she was you know, far, far older and has had not, a lot more life experience than that. This is not her first time here. <laughs> well, I, I, also, I, we found out at the end that she was a radio host and I was like, oh, I get it now. Yeah, yeah. Cause like, she's just so polished on, on the mic. And it was like, and, and, and also she knows what she's talking about. So combine those together. I was like, tell I me know. more. I know. She, I don't think she said like one time I need to take a journalist class where they like, um, just, um, um, like, um, what, like, like um. what? okay. Anyways, <laughs> here's the deal. Y'all Brett and I are super stoked because in three days we are doing our first and very necessary, very planned out, very much like this is the time full body in 15. And when I say we, I mean, Actually, we, Brad is totally going to do this class because I created, look, here's the deal. You've been listening to the ads and you're going to hear more. I need you at this event. If you have ever thought about doing Pilates, if you've ever thought you're not good enough for Pilates, if you've ever thought, I just don't understand it. If you are like trying to get it, if you are just even curious on how to spell it, 
I want you at this program. It starts on the 20th. We are going to kick off. There are replays, zero excuses. I don't want to hear them. I'm going to teach you a 15 minute workout. That's your full body. You're going to strengthen it and get stretched, which means AKA mobility, AKA injury prevention. Yeah. And feeling better and feeling better. I'm also going to teach you how to teach yourself the exercises. I know, I know I'm giving it away because the reality is, is I want you to have this particular cross training in your life. It is going to make everything you already do better, Yeah, which means doing life better, which is what we're all about. It is a week long program because we're going to meet up together three times live. And yes, there are replays. And by the end of the week, you will have a 15 minute workout that you can confidently do yeah. on your own, wherever you are before and after your favorite workout or on the days when all you have is 15 minutes. So I'm excited for, for me. This is really cool because I'm, I'm like, I'm the guy who asks a hundred questions before actually doing a move, right? Yeah. Like within yoga before the reason that I was willing to get like dive head first into yoga is because I didn't dive head first into yoga. <laughs> I took a class with a 75 year old, like yogi lady who was not doing any of the fancy stuff. And all I did the whole time was ask her a hundred questions about how do you do triangle and what muscles should I be using? All that kind of stuff. If you are that kind of a person like me, then this full body in 15 is going to be perfect for you because we're going to break down the exercises so that you can understand why you're doing what, when, where, all the things, how they connect together, what muscles you're supposed to be doing so that you're not actually just straight up hurting yourself. Like right now, I'm actually taking an intro to barbell class here in uh, uh, Vegas, at, you know, at a, at a local studio. And it's important because especially with weights, like you could really hurt yourself. And so it's a hundred percent necessary to take a class like that. But I feel like we skip that stage when we're jumping into yeah. other modalities and, you know, you could totally hurt yourself doing anything. So this is a great place to get started. Well, and also we tend to think that intro or beginner means easy. Oh, yeah. It's, not so much. It's here's the thing. If you're doing it right, Pilates is always going to be a little challenging and also it's going to meet you where you are. And so, yes, this is a, a class for a newbie, but it doesn't mean it's easy. And it's actually going to literally change the form of your running. It's going to make your weight training better Yeah. for all of you who are doing deadlifts and not reaching through your heels because what, and you have to like buy special shoes or do a certain thing. I don't even have to think about it. I don't even, I take intro every other week. <laughs> I like to, I like to moonlight and in my intro classes and I, but I promise you like the reason I can on uh, without having deadlifted in since before the pandemic, I deadlifted more than my body weight because Pilates helps me work from my core out first. And so I want you at this. So go to online pliesclasses.com slash full body in 15. That is full body. I N one five. All right. You know, you're supposed to strengthen yourself. You're supposed to work those muscles. You're also supposed to stretch. You're also supposed to do all these things while doing life. And let me just tell you, I understand I've been there before and I got really frustrated. Um, I got really frustrated with like my workouts, not actually making changes in my body. I didn't feel stronger. I didn't feel more confident. I didn't feel like I was getting good posture and I was standing all day. And so I went on a mission for my own self and I discovered it. I figured it out. But where I'm at now, 20 years down the road, is I'm seeing so many people have the same issue I had and not have the time to actually go do the research, go do the journey. And then also 
So many workouts that say they're gonna do all these things are an hour long. And let's just be real, no one has time for extra hour long workouts when you have the other things you're already doing. So here's what I've created for you. A full body workout in 15 minutes. You're gonna stretch, you're gonna strengthen, you're going to work the center of your body that's going to help you work your coordination, your posture, confidence, injury prevention, Hello, those with lower back pain, we're gonna get rid of that too. So I see you and I really want you to be in this program. It is a free program right now. <laughs> um, if we will kick off on February 20th, so you need to sign up before then. You're gonna go to onlinepilatesclasses.com slash full body in 15. That's N-I-N-1-5. So go to onlinepilatesclasses.com slash full body in 15, snag your spot. You're gonna join us for a week. I'm going to actually teach you not just a 15 minute workout, but how to actually do the workout. <laughs> on your own when it's over. So when we're done, you can add this workout before, after something you're already doing. You can do it on the days where all you have is 15 minutes. And I promise you, you're going to feel like woo, stronger, taller, less aches and pains and everything else you're doing. And of course, help you do life better. Okay. What is our audience question, my love? Okay. We got a great question um, from a very, very, very sweet woman. And she asked, what do you do when you're discouraged? Yeah. And I just thought, how brave to ask that question because you wouldn't ask that question unless you were feeling that way. Right. And I just think like the vulnerability that requires that question is to be honored. And I wish we all lived our lives that way. And so first of all, I'm just so grateful for this question. And second of all, first of all, I don't know, second of all, first. Like, can you just pat yourself on the back for understanding that you are in that spot? Yeah. So few people actually are aware of how they're feeling. Yeah. Like at all. And, and, and also like they try to excuse the thing away. So instead of feeling discouraged, you're like, well, I'm just tired. Well, I'm just overworked. Well, I think they're feeling it, but they're not like, they're not like taking a step back and being like, oh, I'm angry now. Why am I angry? Yeah. They're just like angry. It's a yeah. technical term. Yeah. And I, I feel like. I feel like how you handle discouragement, is that a word? Okay, great. <laughs> yeah, um, it's a word. <laughs> <laughs> I think that A, takes time and like screwing up how you feel when you're discouraged. Like I'm sure when you're younger and you're discouraged, you like throw things at a wall, you know, you get upset. And as you get older, you you understand that you can't just like scream in the, in the ethers. But if you can do it, I think you'll feel better. <laughs> Um, I think it's like important to let the feelings out. And then the other thing is like, I think you have to take a step back, like a 30,000 foot view. Mm. Why are you doing what you're doing? Cause if you can go back to the why, then the discouragement is more of an obstacle than it is like a 50 pound weight, like pushing you down a hill. Right. You know what I mean? Like, I think if you, if you can go back that's to the why. In, that's really interesting to to think about it as like. The discouragement could be something that you can navigate around instead of something you have to carry with you. Yeah. Wow. Thanks for seeing that. I don't, I didn't even know that's what I was saying. Um, <laughs> having an outer body experience, everyone. No, but I think like if you can go back to your why, you can actually see the discouragement and you'll actually either navigate around it instead of carrying it, or you'll actually be able to see like, are you even discouraged about the right thing? 
like what you're discouraged about does it have anything to do with your purpose on this planet with why you do what you do or is sure. it just a fixation on something you can control or you thought you could and now you can't and so you're like i'm discouraged right the problem may be like one level above what has you know caused the immediate discouragement yeah and so it's almost like you're getting discouraged over the symptom rather than the root Brilliant. Wow. We are just making magic together on fire. Um, so, so I, 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 I think what do I do when I'm discouraged? I really do have to take a step back. So 30,000 foot view, look at it. Is the thing I'm discouraged about it having anything to do with my why? If so, what can I do? When we're discouraged, we're focused on what's not working. Sure. And the, the reality is, is there's always going to be things that are not working. So what is possible in that moment? And then the next thing is make a decision, just make a decision, make a decision, make a decision to not do it, to, to take a step, to put pause on. You can also make a decision to think about it in three weeks, Mm. right? You can also like put it, go, you know what, this problem I'm having, I'm just not even going to think about it until on this date at this time. Yeah. And if you can make a decision that's action, it brings clarity. It's the antidote to fear. Boom. Second, it really is going to free up some emotions. And I think we get attached to an outcome and that's why we're discouraged because we're not getting the outcome we wanted. And if, and, and so just like taking that step back really does make sure that you're actually working on the outcome you wanted in the first place. Yeah. I mean, also too, it can allow you to evaluate your expectations. Yes. Which, oh my gosh, girl, like as a recovering perfectionist and overachiever, like I struggle with expectation hangover big time. (laughs) Expectation hangover. I didn't make that up. That is actually, we should have her on the pod. Oh my God. We should have her on the pod. Let's do that. Her name is, it'll come to me, Christine Hassler. Boom. I'm impressed. She's got a book. It's called Expectation Hangover. I'm, I'm very impressed. Thank you well, so much. Well, look, um, like, like, you know, I hope that that was helpful. I feel like we, um, like from, from a, from an actual practical perspective, what do you do when you're discouraged? Um, journal, speak with someone about it. That could be a therapist or your bestie, you know, um, but, uh, you know, the, the, the important thing is to to get it out and talk about it so that you're not dwelling on it and dwelling on it and dwelling on it. If you are discouraged and you're having trouble going to sleep, I love to have a notepad on the side of my bed Mm -hmm. and I just write it down because it gives my mind permission not to keep circling it over and over and over again because I won't have to like forget it. I know in this case, you know, it's not quite something you're, you're, you know, forgetting, but it, it just helps you set it aside for the moment. I have one more thing ask yourself like, okay, what if I just stop doing the thing? Oh yeah. <laughs> what if I just stop doing the thing that's not working that I'm discouraged about? I, uh, beware if you ask that of somebody in your life, cause they <laughs> might get angry <laughs> instead of discouraged. Now, if you do get angry, that means that you want to fight for it. Yeah. And if you feel relief, that's a sign. <laughs> then you can, then maybe, maybe this is something you need to let go. Let go. And it's okay to let go of our things. Did you know that crossing out a goal is the same as checking it off? It's the same. Right. It's the same. Deleting a goal is the same as checking it off. And so I, I, 
I, I just encourage you. It's okay to, um, I, I don't know if anyone's raised, like we don't quit, but you can quitting is not a weakness. If you like are taking that 30,000 foot view and your body is telling you like, I don't want to fight for this anymore. Yeah. It's not, it's, it's like actually allowing you to create space for something else. So how is that quitting? Anyways, that's a great question. I freaking loved it. Whoa. What a beautiful, thanks Brad for having that conversation with me. That was a journey. I feel like we have to take a a deep breath. Yeah. I mean, (laughs) we could do that. Breathe in. Through the nose. Out through the nose. I felt better. Hey love, my full body in 15 program starts really soon. It is free for now. It is a $347 value. I know. Yep, that's right. It's a three-part program that's going to be taken over the course of a week. And when you snag your spot at onlinepilatesclasses.com slash full body in 15, that's onlinepilatesclasses.com slash full body in one five. Put your name on the list. Get in. We're going to have so much fun. You're going to walk away with a 15-minute workout that will work your full body wherever you are, whenever you want. Okay. All right. Let's talk about Brie Gordon. Okay. Using music to connect, which I got really excited about. Brie Gordon is a board certified music therapist, mother, podcaster, public speaker, and innovator of new uh, wellness programs. And she is a beautiful believer that music is the universal love language and has created a career in helping others process and heal from trauma. Okay. So I knew you would get so stoked when you heard that. I was like, oh my God, Brad's going to freak out. <laughs> but also, do you know what just came to my mind? Tell me. I think it's easy to like go nod and go, yeah, music is a universal love language. But there is this daily episode. We're not going to link it. You're going to have to find it yourself. It's a Sunday read. This journalist was trying to search for his father. He finally found him. His father's like technically a pirate. Anyways. Oh yeah. He, he was playing some jazz music. I want to say it was jazz music. And like, it was like, you know, his dad was like, like humming along, knew the beat, knew all the things. It might've been some sort of classical music, but anyways, it was music that like people recognize from the old times. And then he put in a CD, uh, spoiler alert, he found his father. He put in a CD and the dad, his dad was like listening to it and like moving to it. And he was like, who is this? I've never heard this any before. And he's like, this is mine. And it was the same type of music that his dad loved and they never knew each other. And they loved the same music, (sighs) universal love language. Okay. Pretty crazy. So I'm so grateful for her. And one thing I love that she said is something that I've been really focusing my training education around is being trauma informed. She said, you're not waiting for them to tell you they have trauma. You're acting as if they do. And so this is, if anybody, um, if you did listen to the episode, we talked about this, um, and the link is, um, in the show notes from the episode on Monday, it's not about asking what's wrong with you. It's about asking what happened to you. Yeah. And when you are trauma informed as a person and this, you can be trauma informed in any business. It doesn't matter what your business is. You're basically coming in to an environment with the assumption that people have had a traumatic experience and not waiting for them to tell you. I mean, especially if you like, for example, something very relatable, if you, if you work in fitness and you have taken a client through a workout and they cry afterwards, right? Like something connected for them. And it could be, I mean, could be something they're experiencing now or something that they experienced a long time ago, but like working it out physically working it out actually like touched a nerve or touched a memory that Mm -hmm. triggered something there. Right. So 
Um, anyway, being trauma informed would mean that, it, you know, you're going into teaching that person, understanding that it's possible that they could have a reaction yeah. to it. You're not, you, you just, um, you don't even have to ask because a lot of people are unaware of, especially childhood traumas, things like that. They've buried them so long. So you're basically just assuming that there is trauma there and giving people full permission, um, in that way. And for my polis instructors who are listening to this, hello, I love you. Um, you know, this is something like we put people on their backs. We put them in some interesting positions and the way movement specifically is how trauma is released from the body. And so if you can take some time to understand what being trauma informed is and like ask yourself different things. And it's really interesting. I was talking with our, with my therapist about this. Like, I don't like mirrors in my studio. Um, I actually was never in a studio that had a lot of mirrors when I did Pilates. Um, when I was trained, I didn't have mirrors. The only studio I had that had mirrors was Equinox. And those mirrors were so funny because you, you would look funny when you looked at them. And so I was like, I hate mirrors, but I specifically didn't have them. And that allowed a lot of women who had body image issues to feel comfortable and safe in my space. And I didn't know I was doing it. So the point is, is like, it's, I really love that she talked about being trauma informed and it doesn't matter what, who you are listening to this and what you do, you can take some trauma informed classes. And if you're like, I don't even know what that means. Read the book. What happened to you? You will instantly be educated in a way that will allow you like even over Christmas, as I was reading that book, I heard someone in our family say, what's wrong with you to one of our dogs. And I was like, it's what happened to him. <laughs> <laughs> so anyways, okay. What did you love that she said? Yeah. Um, so, um, the, sorry, I was just thinking about everything that you were just saying there. Oh, it's okay. Yeah. We can it, keep it, talking about it. Well, I, I like the idea for me, it kind of connects with the idea of being prepared, mm -hmm. right? Because we are, we are in a position of authority, you know, uh, when we're, you know, if we, if you're working with a client, so going back to that example, you know, and it's, it's actually like really important to be prepared, uh, if someone, you know, uh, is because I think you said something, you kind of glossed over it, but you said, movement is how trauma is released from the body. Yeah. And I think that it's really important to understand that, especially people who work at fitness, if movement is how trauma is released from the body. I mean, just think about that for just a second. Well, not even just who work in fitness. If you are in fitness, like if you take a fitness class. So if you sure. are a listener who just likes to work out or is thinking about working out, or if you're a listener who teaches people how to move, both parties need to be informed because you might not know, you might not be aware of the trauma that has happened to you. Sure. You might be in a class and you might cry. I remember thinking something was wrong with me when I cried during elephant. And I don't even know what it was that it was bringing up. But uh, that for, for Tracy out there, elephant is a move in Pilates. <laughs> so I was doing this exercise <laughs> and I cried and I had something, a voice came out of me that said to my teacher, today is actually not the day to teach me this exercise. Mm. And I, and I, when I said it, I didn't even know whose voice that was, but not every person who has had trauma will have that voice come up for them. And so basically like movement is how trauma leaves. So there's a book by two sisters. I want to say it's called burnout. I want to say it. Brene Brown interviewed them. It's a great interview. Anyways, they say, Ladies, especially since that's who most of you are, um, and to my men, then tell your girlfriends about this, the ladies in your life. Um, if a like if you had if you've been catcalled on the street 
and you bury that inside you. Emily and Amelia Nagasaki. Yes. The secret to unlocking the stress cycle. Yes. So they even say, obviously in that moment, you can't scream and yell at the dude who just drove past with this cat call of something that then when you ignored it, they say something else, which is also more invigorating and traumatizing. It's traumatizing. The idea is though, that you cannot hold that within you because that's going to build, it's going to stay in your body Mm. and it's going to cause illness, injury. We'll get into that later on this episode, but like, basically they say, if you can't in the moment, let the trauma out, let the, let the feelings out of your body, then as soon as you can, you need to let it out, punching a pillow, uh, screaming, uh, you know, things like that. You have to let it out. And so there are things that you didn't now that you've heard this, maybe you'll do that for in the future, but there's stuff in the past and it's going to come out and it usually comes out through movement. So anyways. Wow. Okay. Okay. Well, that is, that is like super deep. Um, okay. One thing that I loved that she said, which is actually, it's kind of perfect. Um, I, I had, I had chosen that your body will tell you what's going on. Yeah. So, I mean, it's, we kind of covered it, you know, but, but it's in addition to the emotional side of things where it's pulling out, you know, the trauma you may have experienced you, your body. Um, so trauma is the event, the, the like trauma actually is the event, right? But then that is stored in your body. Yeah. If you don't let it out, if you if don't, you don't yeah. let it out, it's stored in your body. Right. And a perfect example of this is when, um, uh, Brie was talking about her experience from leading, uh, three summers of a trauma, like, like week, like a, a like, like a boot camp kind of a thing. Yeah. And she said the third time through, uh, uh, she, she literally came out of it. Um, she needed a cane to walk. Yeah. And, she realized that she wasn't, she was absorbing, you know, their, like, you know, she was taking on their stress, their trauma, Mm -hmm. you know, into her and wasn't releasing it. And it was like affecting her. She had herniated discs. Yeah. How crazy is that? It's, I mean, like it's, it's crazy. And it's also not surprising. So, um, your body will tell you what's going on. I'm grateful that you brought this up. So y'all I'm in a, I'm finished up a breathwork training because I can't wait to add this to my retreats and also the coaching that we do. Um, but for example, if you've got stuff going on with your lower back, that's a common place to store anger. If you've got stuff going on with your stomach and intestines, that's a place where you store fear, um, heart and chest is heartbreak and sorrow. Neck and shoulders is resentment or holding onto burdens. Uh, voice and throat problems is oppression. And so, um, those are just simple, right? But if you actually want to study this, there's like, there are people who are body workers who can tell you like your hip thing is like your mother's money problems. Like there's, it gets deep. And I know that can sound like a double woo. It is a one woo thing. Like there's a reason why the book, the body keeps a score is exactly point on point. And we need to start listening to our bodies and not our brains all the time, because like you have a brain but you have that logical part. And then you have this, like, sub, there's an old brain, there's a subconscious brain. And so I think it's just really important. Like mm. if we actually start listening to our bodies and instead of, you mentioned earlier of symptoms, instead of going to a doctor with symptoms mm. and getting medication to get rid of the symptoms, really trying to understand what is the problem here? Yeah. What is the problem here? Got to get to the root. 
Yeah. And so for Brie, she wasn't actually taking care of herself in those moments. She was taking on everything and she's taking, I'll take on your pain. I was like, and for our caregivers listening, our mamas and like the people who have like aging, uh, parents, if you are taking care of them and not you, your body's going to tell you. So Fa- listen. fascia workers. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But you know what? I will say a lot of body workers that I know depend on if they were trained well, like my fascial, my roffers, uh, Reiki, they learn, um, social workers learn this to take care of themselves, to have yeah, boundaries. boundaries. And a lot of people outside of those specialties, there's no training whatsoever on boundaries and taking care of yourself. Yeah. Well, let's talk about those be it action items. What bold, executable, intrinsic, or targeted action items can we take away from your convo with Brie Gordon? She actually had a couple, but at the end she said, I'm only going to share one, but we, we, uh, we were going through, there was a couple recurring themes. But this one that she shared, which I'll talk about, is figure out what life looks like on the other side of trauma. And basically, it, is, it does take a moment of identifying that you're experiencing pain you're experiencing this you know whatever it might show up as grief you know and and you kind of do have to have this this awareness um that you're in it but you don't have to stay in it you will stay in it if you if you just keep dwelling on it and she's saying to move on you need to imagine what life will be like when it's not when you're not in it anymore in the same way. Right. And so, it, you know, she, she, she compared it to a mountain and we're treating it like a mountain and we're, and we, we just imagine that we're never going to get to the other side of that mountain. But what does life look like on the other side? When you could take a minute and envision that, and maybe you literally write it down. Like this could be where a dream board comes into play. Mm-hmm. You know, where you actually have it on your mirror or on the wall or on a thing in your wallet or it's on your dash in your car, like something somewhere where you're going to see it um, on a consistent basis that, you know, like life isn't like this forever. Um, and yes, it's painful and it's never going to uh, like go away forever, but it will change and it won't be the same as it is today. Oh, my gosh. You just made me think of Amy Cuddy. Cause she had a traumatic experience. Amy Cuddy is the inspiration for the title of this podcast, by the way. Oh, right. And my assistant did DM her. I don't even know who told her that I approved that. Um, <laughs> cause like nothing could bring me more fear than, <laughs> than if, than asking her to be on this podcast and, and she might say no, and we'll learn how to say no. And we'll just take the go. Oh, that's a great way to say no. We'll take that for ourselves. But anyways, um, she had a traumatic brain injury. Mm. And, um, she had a mentor in college and a grad, grad school say to her, like, this is, you're going to ask a question every single day in every single class. So you can feel like you belong here. And that's how, and she didn't even realize that she was actually being the light, what life looked like on the other side of that trauma until someone came up to her when she was at a working at a school and someone came up and said, I don't belong here. And she's like, Oh, you're going to ask a question. (laughs) So, um, that's, I think that's amazing. And that's, you know, we should even what, even if you don't think that you're someone who's suffering from trauma in this moment, figure out what life looks like on the other side of whatever discouragement or problem you've got going on. It will be really helpful. Yeah. 
my, well, what about you? My biggest takeaway, show up for others, but do it with accountability for yourself. Hello, fill your cup first. She, she was there as a giver. And I think so many of us are, we're just give, we are like, are such givers. But you, if you do not, when you say she was there, you're talking about leading the trauma camp. Yeah. She was leading the trauma camp. She was doing these other things. And like, she was just doing all these things to like, take care of so many people to take care of their problems. But she was ignoring herself. Yeah. And y'all, the plane literally says air mask on first parents. (laughs) Right. And that's for all of us. Air mask on first. I can't put Brad's air mask on for him if I have put my own on. So I know that it's hard. I know that the people that you are taking care of, you are just like, you just want to be there for them. But if you are not being accountable to yourself first, you are not actually giving them everything that you could. Just not. Yeah. I mean, we talk about this all the time with, with OPC, with online Pilates classes.com where, you know, the, the, the reason that you can do life better is because you've prioritized yourself. You, you aren't putting yourself on the back burner. Right. Because when you especially with working out, we are we know all the the science behind why, you know, working out and, you know, Pilates is amazing for your brain and your body, you know, and it's obviously logical too. like when you feel better about life, you're going to go do life better, you know. So but what happens so often is we don't prioritize ourselves. We don't make sure that, you know, we have protected time to, you know, get a workout in or read a book or whatever that might be. That is, is, you know, what you're, what you need. And, and then, you know, at the end of the day, we're resentful, we're frustrated, we're tired, we're angry, we're, you know, and it just builds, it builds uh, over time. And, you know, after a while it becomes, it's it's like a path to burnout straight up. Yeah, Yeah, it is. And so, um, or discouragement because, or You're discouragement. putting so much in and not getting what you want out. And that's because y- you are not taking care of yourself. So I yep. just, I just, I love this conversation. Yeah. What a beautiful interview. Yeah. This is a great <laughs> Patting one. myself on the back. Oh, but- <laughs> you mean you and me? I was also referencing the one when you had with Brie. That was also a great one. So yeah. <laughs> um, you and I, but also yes, with Brie. No, especially with Brie. Um, I just met myself. I was just being. <laughs> that humble person I my am. My wife. <laughs> <laughs> Amazing. Someday we'll have a show. It's called My Wife. And yeah. it's basically and it's gonna be me shaking my head. Yeah. <laughs> about how humble I am. Um y'all. Thank you so much for being here. I'm so grateful for you. We are so grateful for you. You really matter to us more than we could ever actually tell you. Um, but we could tell you if you screenshot this episode and share it with your takeaways, I will actually tell you in your DMS, how grateful I am for you specifically. Um, but please, you know, we can't change the world without sharing these messages with people. If you are nodding your head along with this and you are loving it, then please send it to the person that you know needs to hear it. If you want to text it to them or if you want to share it on the gram, that'd be great. Um, And let us know how you're using these in your life. And we'll catch you on the next episode. Thanks so much. That's all I got for this episode of the Be It Till You See It podcast. One thing that would help both myself and future listeners is for you to rate the show and leave a review and follow or subscribe for free wherever you listen to your podcast. Also, 
Make sure to introduce yourself over at the Be It Pod on Instagram. I would love to know more about you. Share this episode with whoever you think needs to hear it. Help us and others be it till you see it. Have an awesome day. Be It Till You See It is a production of As The Crows Fly Media. It's written, produced, filmed, and recorded by your host, Leslie Logan, and me, Brad Kroll. Our associate producer is Amanda Fratarelli. Kevin Perez at Desenio handles all of our audio editing. Our theme music is by Ali at Apex Production Music. And our branding by designer and artist, Gianfranco Chofi. Special thanks to our designer, Jaira Mandal, for creating all of our visuals, which you can't see because this is a podcast, and our digital producer, Jay Pedroso, for editing all the video each week that you can. And to Angelina Herrico for transcribing each of our episodes so you can find them on our website. And finally, to Meredith Kroll for keeping us all on point and on time. Save big money when you start your next project today at Menards. Convert your current recessed lighting with energy-saving LED downlights from Fight Electric. They're bright and install easily in just minutes. They also go from regular lighting to nightlight mode with just a simple flip of a switch. Save big on all Fight lighting products now at Menards. Shop our lighting options today in-store and on Menards.com. Save big money at Menards.